It's time for the Podcateer Podcast. Good morning, Christopher Robin. Oh, well, glad to meet you. Name's Tigger. T-I-double-G-er. That's spelled Tigger. Now, isn't this a clever disguise? It's the Podcateer Podcast with your host, Mark Tanner. Take it away, Mark. This could be about anything. And if you're like me, you wait and see. For I've got curiosity. Hello, Podcateers, and welcome to episode 92 of the Podcateer Podcast. The vast majority of the show today is going to be something I recorded out at the park a few days ago. And more than a few, but uh, last week, or thereabouts, <laughs> I've been on second shift, so my runs out to the park have been few and far between. Because in the mornings, I'm driving to USC Norris Cancer Institute for radiation. And then I get home, get a couple hours sleep, and head to work. So I'm only getting about five hours sleep. So I haven't really got the time to go to Disneyland. (laughs) But I'll only be doing this for another couple of weeks, and I'll be all done with this part of things. So then I'll be able to get out to the park. Now, I am taking next Friday off of work so that I can uh, go to the D23 Expo. I have a three-day ticket. I'm a charter member of the D23 Club, so uh, this is the third time I've been to the Expo, and it's excellent. I liked it better the first year because then they started doing the reserve seating for the Sorcerer's Club people. The first year I couldn't afford the sor- the second year that is I couldn't afford the uh, Sorcerer's Club and now uh, this time I could afford it but it was gone before I got out there to get it. I was amazed by the fact that they sold out in just uh, like an hour or 2 hours something like that. It was amazing <laughs> that there's that many people with that much money cuz it's like 1200 bucks and all you get is just uh, the fact that you don't have to stand in line. And it's unfortunate because you really get crappy seating if you don't have that $1,200 ticket. They they are sitting in areas that are really, really crummy. And uh, I've been ticked off at Disney for quite a while for what they're doing. But anyway, I downloaded the D23 app for my iPad and I've been sitting here looking through it. And I see Friday, the first thing you're going to want to go to if you go to this thing, I think, is the uh, art and animation, the uh, animation at the Walt Disney Studios. And they're going to uh, be talking about both the Pixar stuff and the Disney stuff at the same event. And it's going to be from 10 a.m. to 1230 in the D23 Arena. Which, for this thing, you're going to want to get there, and you're going to want to go line up as soon as you get there. So if you're there at uh, 7 o'clock in the morning like I'm going to be, you're going to want to, well, I'm going to actually get there probably like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning to get in line. 
But as soon as you get inside the building, you're going to want to go run over to wherever they've got this queued up. And uh, you're going to want to get in line for this because it's going to be a very popular event. All right, let's see here. So that's uh, 10 to 1230. Uh, let's see, there's uh, the other thing I wanted to do on Friday. I got a bunch of artist meet and greets. And that's never really done much for me. Uh, they have Ridley Pearson, who he's the one that uh, drew or that uh, wrote the Kingdom Keepers books, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So he's going to be there from uh, 12 to 1 at stage 28. And let's see here, where is it? Artist meet and greet, learn to draw Mickey, Disney Dream Party Fun. Oh, okay, three to five in the D23 arena, they've got the screening of planes, which is the very first showing, and from what I understand, they're gonna have the voices of the planes there. So you're gonna to get to see them. But unfortunately, this conflicts with something else I wanna see. And I figure that uh, I can see planes in the movie. I mean, maybe I won't get to see the voices of the planes, but that doesn't really do that much for me. But also at three to five, or three to four uh, in this instance, on stage 28 is Marty Scalar. And Marty Scalar uh, is not getting any younger, so I really want to see him. I've never seen Marty Scalar in person before. Uh, Disney Legends Marty Scalar presents a fascinating half-century journey uh, creating Disney's Magic Kingdoms. Uh, in, let's see, and he's got a new book called Dream It, Do It. And it's being launched exclusively at uh, D23. So I'm sure that uh, he'll probably be signing his book if you if you buy a copy, and I think I will. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, at the uh, the first, I think it was the first one, the D23, I got an autograph CD uh, signed by uh, my my brain not working. Uh, by uh, Richard Sherman and that was really cool uh, and uh, also at that uh, same event he uh, played Small World and everybody sang along with him so that was really cool now he's also going to be at this event with uh, oh, let's see who, I forget who it is he's going to be there with and they're going to perform together See, I don't think that's on Friday, though. I'm looking down the list, learn to draw the Muppets. Like I said, there's absolutely a ton of artists meet and greets. Let's see, Pixar doing our homework. Well, that's kind of interesting. On stage 28... They're going to be talking about how they research uh, things for the Pixar movies. That might be interesting. 
if you've ever uh, if you ever get the uh, long edition I don't know what they call the edition of uh, cars it's got a great documentary about how they went out and researched did a road trip along uh, Route 66 and it's a great uh, it's worth buying just for that there's a couple of silent auctions during the course of the day that might be kind of cool artist demos meet and greets meet and greets let's see let the adventures begin. Okay, this is Saturday. Okay, yeah, this is the this is the Walt Disney Studios presentation. Uh, this is the one you're gonna want to be to. They're gonna have. Uh, this is always the big thing. Is the studio presentation? And I don't know. I have heard rumors, a couple of podcasts, and some stuff I read on the internet that Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, and Mark Hamill all may be together at this. I hope that's true. That would just be so cool to see them. Uh, I've never seen any of them. I've seen all the other people that were in Star Wars. <laughs> one of the conventions I did one uh, year had all the other people except for them and uh, Billy Dee Williams. So those four, and uh, Shirley Guinness, of course, who is no longer with us. But uh, so, but I, I've seen all the rest of them except for that uh, five there. Uh, I've seen Kenny Baker, uh, all, all the other. Uh, David Prowse, who played Darth Vader, was in the costume of Darth Vader. Jeremy Bullock, that was uh, in the Boba Fett costume. And... Uh, uh, Warwick Davis, who was in uh, one of the Ewoks. I forget which Ewok he played. But he, he also played Willow. So anyway, this is something you're definitely going to want to have. Uh, oh, okay. Now, last expo, they allowed you to take your cameras and stuff into this. But they told you you couldn't turn them on. Now, the first one, they took them away. Now, according to what it says here, they're going to take them away from you again. So, you're not going to want to have your camera. You know, it, it, to me, it's it's so much hassle doing that. I'm just leaving my camera and my phone in the car. So, if anybody wants to steal it, just find my car. It'll be in the trunk. So, I, I just can't see the... Let's see, what does it say here? appearing at this are Alan Horn, Kevin Feige, and Sean Bailey. Okay, Alan Horn is now the chairman of the Walt Disney Studios. Okay, Kevin Feige has no biography. And Sean Bailey has no biography. Well, that's a swell app. See, now at the last Disney Studios thing, they had... Uh, Tim Burton was there. Looked like he had just crawled out of bed. And, uh, I think I don't know. Lasseter was at the animation one, but I got to see all of them. So that's definitely going to be going to be the thing you're going to want to see on Saturday. So that's the one you line up for when you first get into the building. Let's see what do they have here. Broadcast from Buena Vista Street. 
Okay, I'm just gonna have radio stations broadcasting from Buena Vista Street. Okay, whoopee. Whoopee. Let's see here. Evolution of Tinkerbell. That looks kind of neat. Saturday, but I'll be in the other thing. Uh, the Music of Fantasia, 1130 to 12. That also looks kind of neat, but I'll be in the other thing. Uh, ABC's Once Upon a Time, uh, 1 to 2 on stage 23. Sneak peek of the next season. Q&A uh, with the show creators and executive producers. None of the stars, I guess. Huh? A lot of the times the stars show up for those things, even though they don't list them. Now, whether that'll happen or not, I don't know. Oh, here's, this is the next thing that I, as soon as I get out of the studio presentation, I'm getting in line for this. The Disney Legend Awards. Let's see who's up for this this year. Ah, oh, it's going to be hosted by Bob Iger this time. Now, last time it was, oh, and Tom Bergeron's also going to be there. Yeah, he, he hosted the first and the second one. Uh, two years ago when they had this, Robin Williams, uh, Betty White, uh, the daughters of uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name offhand. It did the uh, head uh, in the haunted mansion inside the crystal ball. I, uh, her name's escaped me. Okay, we're gonna have Billy Crystal and John Goodman. Oh, they're gonna induct Steve Jobs. How cool! Dick Clark. Unfortunately, uh, the two of them are no longer with us. And Ed Wynn, of course, is no longer with us. So it looks like from the list here, a couple of these I'm not sure uh, what their background is, whether they're still with us or not. We do still have Billy Crystal and John Goodman. Now, we saw Billy Crystal last uh, expo. They did a uh, presentation and they were up on a screen and uh, they got like halfway through it and Billy Crystal said, oh, you know what, I'm going to go to California. So he walked off the screen and out onto the stage, which was pretty cool. And everybody was waiting for John Goodman to do it, but uh, no, he really wasn't there. <laughs> so I have seen Billy Crystal before. That was last time. And Robin Williams was really funny at the Legends thing also. And Betty White. Okay, so that's uh, two to four. So that's probably pretty much the last thing I'll be able to see. Now, for some reason, I don't get into that. The voices of the Disney parks, uh, I didn't get to see that last time either because it also conflicted with the Legends Award. I wish they wouldn't do that. You know, stagger them around so that you get to see them one time when, you know, you didn't see them the other time. Although I did notice that they're repeating some of the things, which is nice. So, you know, if you can't see it uh, one time, you can see it the next. Let's see who's going to be at this. Uh, hang on, where's the artist, 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 artist. 
Voices of the Disney Parks. Uh, let's see, Yinny Alvarez, Corey Burton. Corey Burton, he uh, he's probably the most familiar to you, as he's the voice that uh, gives you the spiel and the trams. And he's also the one that dubbed in the uh, holiday version of the Haunted Mansion. They electronically altered his voice so it would sound like Paul Freese. So, it's pretty cool. Bill Rogers, he's like a long time uh, voice there at the park. Okay, so that, that looks cool. If you get on YouTube, you can see the one from last time. And it's, it's pretty humorous. Let's see, stage 28, uh, 3.30 to 4.30. Inside, uh, look at the Walt Disney Studios. Animation Studios. Nobody there that I'm dying to see. Lassiter is going to be there at the earlier for the animation. The earlier event that they did, Teen Beach Movie Stars, no thank you. Uh, Steamboat Willie, we do. One thing I guarantee you is they are going to try to sell you <laughs> a few things while you're there. Alright, let's see here. Now we're into Sunday. I wish this app does not define uh, that very well. Oh, okay. Well, I'm clicked on all, I guess is why. From downtown Disney. Let's see. I always like to just see what is the first thing that's in the arena. Hmm. Here we go. To infinity and beyond. Disney Interactive takes. Uh, I love this thing. It doesn't tell you the. The app cuts off the text, so I can't tell you what the whole thing is. Disney Interactive invites you into its workshop for a first look at its upcoming slate of digital products. Okay, what this is going to be, it's going to be uh, promoting the, the new video game, Infinity. I'm quite sure. premiere of Blank, a Vinyl Nation love story. Lovely. Oh, wonderful. The first 5,000 arena attendees will leave the presentation with an exclusive giveaway of a never-before-seen Disney Infinity figure, which means that the odds of getting into this thing are, you better line up when you first get there if you want to see this. And this is at noon. So if you want this figure, I highly recommend that at uh, 8 o'clock when they roll the doors open, you better get in line. Because otherwise, you ain't going to get it. 
Alright, let's see here. We're at, we're at stage 28. ESPN. I'm not really there to see ESPN. And Toy Story. Meet Reads. Disney Performing Arts. I'll be honest with you. This Sunday looks pretty dead. There's only one event in the arena. event in the arena on Sunday. Probably saves them money not to use the arena too much. Yeah, just the two infinity and beyond from 1230 to 1.30 is the only thing that I see in the arena. Let's see here at 2. Dream Store 28, Central Stage, Stage 3, Talent Roundup, Center Stage. Yep, that is the last thing in the arena. So. Oh, 1.30, that'll be it for the arena. I gotta say, this I think that they've kind of scaled back the, the D23 Expo. It's not uh, quite what it was the first couple of years. But you never can tell. It may get there and it may turn out to be something really swell. Alrighty, well, uh, this is uh, for sure the longest intro section of the podcast I've ever done. But I wanted to give you a real meaty podcast uh, this week because I have missed about a little over a month of podcasts. Just, uh, it's just what's going to happen while I'm getting through this. So my apologies. I don't want to tell you all about it. It's uh, you know not fun to listen to. So just uh, bear with me. I'll get done with all these treatments and junk, and then I'll be back to annoying you every week with uh, the dulcet tones of... Uh, the Podcateer Podcast. <laughs> okay, now next up, uh, I've got some park audio that I recorded out at the park. And uh, you get to, to listen to me talking on a different uh, recording device. So, uh, on with the rest of the show. Hello, Podcateers, and welcome to the show. My apologies, as usual, for the long stretch between shows. A little bit of uh, several things caused it. My young little grandson, uh, babysitting him. The uh, fact that I'm working 12 hours a day, six days a week. And the fact that I'm having radiation every day. It doesn't really leave a whole lot of time for podcasting. But I don't want to kill the show. So I'm back out here just uh, at infrequent intervals. And offhand, I'm not sure whether this is episode 92 or 93. It's one of them. (laughs) I think it's 92. But... uh, we're 
rapidly approaching episode 100, and I'm hoping to have enough time to do something special for that episode, should it should correspond to the end of my radiation, so that should give me a little more time. This stuff, you have to go every day. And uh, it's in downtown Los Angeles. And I live about uh, maybe 35 miles from downtown Los Angeles, so I have to drive that. They have places out near me that do it, but the doctor wanted to be involved in the therapy. And she's actually come in twice, so I guess she was serious. She wanted to be involved, and she couldn't very well do that if I was having the radiation out by me without she'd have to drive all the way out there and I don't think that she's probably going to do that so I ended up driving to the USC Norris Cancer Institute I'm doing that every day it's not bad they're very nice people it's a, a excellent place so if you ever have anybody or if you are ever in the same position it is certainly a, a good place to choose to have your procedures done I would highly recommend it. Hopefully you'll never be in that situation. I certainly wouldn't wish this on anyone. But I'm doing pretty good. Hopefully this is doing some good to get rid of my cancer. That's certainly what I am striving to do. Uh, lots of Disney news. Uh, let's see what they have on there. The... the Old man from Pawn Stars, I guess, was at Disneyland. Which would have been kind of cool to see him. Although people are never exactly what they appear to be on television, I don't think. I mean, here he appears to be a lovable old coot, and I'm not quite so sure that uh, he is that, but maybe he is. I know somebody that knows the fella that they call Chumley on the show, and I guess he drives a Lamborghini, and he has a company that makes t-shirts with his image on them and sells them, so sounds like he's a pretty good business man, maybe a little smarter than they make him appear on the show. Uh, I've actually been by their pawn shop on Pawn Stars. It's downtown Las Vegas. It's uh, just a block or two away from their Fremont Street experience. Maybe a couple blocks. And they have a rope line set up outside. So if you want to get in there, you have to wait outside in the rope line for someone to leave. Because I'm sure they have a limit on the number of people they allow in there. I'm sure the city fire marshal or something has that limitation. Well, it's not really very Disney-related, but I've spent probably 90% of the podcast so far talking about things that have absolutely nothing to do with Disney. Uh, let's see, what can I come up with about siren <laughs> but uh, I don't know where it is oh well apparently not coming to get me but anyway as I was about to say uh, the 
uh, Disneyland Halloween party tickets uh, are have gone up in price five dollars, and they're for sale. I have to get online and pick up my Halloween party tickets. I enjoyed that. You know, a uh, little recommendation. We got tickets the first three or four years we went in the middle of the week. And then last year we decided, well, you know, it'd be nice to spend the extra money and go ahead and get tickets on uh, Friday. So we did that. And I forget how much more they were, but they're, they're a little more maybe 10 bucks or something more than the midweek tickets. And apparently people stay away or or the people that come don't have a very Halloween attitude because I would say that there were at least twice as many people in costume in the middle of the week as there was on Friday. So maybe it's, you know, kids that are just there for that because it's fun and not because it's Halloween or I don't know but there were a lot more people in costume the other years that we had gone in comparison to last year so uh, this year we're going to go back to going on a Wednesday or I don't know what day Halloween is but we're going to go back to going on a non non Halloween non weekend including Friday day see if uh, we like that better uh, the first year I went I didn't wear a costume the second third years we went I went as Tweedledee or Tweedledum whichever you uh, decide to say I was and then last year I went as a Jedi so I haven't decided what I'm going to do this year maybe I'll get something new if you are looking for a costume to wear to uh, Mickey's Halloween party, uh, remember uh, no weapons that really realistically look like weapons and uh, nothing too terribly gory so they don't want to scare the kids. But other than that, I don't think there's a problem. Uh, I took a lightsaber with me last year and it was a non-Disney lightsaber. It was a store-bought from Target Laser, which is actually pretty good. You know, for the price, it was $24. If you want to get one of the really nice lightsabers, they sell them there at the uh, Star Trader, the little Star Wars store inside Star Trader. But they're like 300 bucks, something like that, and they have a polycarbonate shaft, and uh, they light up really bright and sound great, but that's a little more money than I want to spend on something to use once a year as a Halloween costume. So I haven't bought one of those. They are very cool. If you're like Mr. Jedi, I highly recommend you take a look at them. And they really don't seem to be much more expensive there uh, as opposed to what they sell for online. Uh, they seem to be pretty much the same. Uh, they sell a better one online that is a, maybe a step up above that one, but it's it's right. It's like five hundred dollars. So 
just depends on what you want to spend, I guess. Now, as I said, I haven't decided uh, what I'm going to get. I'm going to take a look at uh, Halloween.com, HalloweenCostume.com. Uh, it's an excellent website. Uh, very good quality costumes, reasonable prices, and they ship very fast. That's where I bought my Tweedledee costume that I've worn. I mean, I've worn it twice, and it is still in excellent condition. So very well made. Nice material. Can't complain a bit. The only thing is they don't have... I'm, I'm kind of a large person. And I, I weigh like 300 pounds and I'm 5'9". So I can't wear just the average costume. I've got to go pick up the 3X costumes. Ah, here comes the siren. You're going to hear a uh, police officer flying by here. There he goes. But you're going, you know, I'm not going to be able to wear anything but the big man's uh, 3X, that, that size of costume. And there's a lot of stuff, but most of it's kind of, you know, eh. You know, like uh, Nero or uh, Caesar, you know, something that it's a tent, basically, that they can just throw over you with some little decoration sewn to it. But there's some nice ones. The Jedi one was, was nice. I actually uh, found a monk's robe for sale on eBay and bought that and had it altered to fit me. And because the robes, the Jedi robes, look a lot like monk's robes. And carrying around the lightsaber and wearing the monk's robes, everybody said, hey, look, there's a Jedi. So that worked out. I have a bald head and a goatee and a mustache, so I kind of look like a monk. So maybe next year I'll just go as a monk. <laughs> That'll work. I use the same costume two years in a row, but with a little bit different uh, criteria there. I'll maybe get one of the Friar Tuck uh, Ivy, whatever they call those things that go on top of your head, little hat just a strand of some kind of vegetation. I think it's Ivy that uh, he has during the movie. The uh, Robin Hood movie, just in case you don't know which movie Friar Tuck was in. Alrighty. Well, I'm... Uh, eh, where am I at here? Gilbert Street. Just about a street before not. So I'll be at the park in... 15 or 20 minutes and I'll pick this back up inside the park so as I said welcome back to the show uh, thank you for sticking with me and I'm going to keep this going and uh, we'll see what happens I, I am really desperately trying to promote the show and get some more listeners yeah, any of you that have any friends that like Disney or think might enjoy the show or if uh, you can mention the show on uh, Facebook or Twitter or... I'm just not a Facebook or Twitter kind of guy. I uh, have only tweeted, uh, I think, once. <laughs> uh, just so happens that my wife and I, uh, when we were considerably younger, and he was considerably younger, used to 
eat at a restaurant over in Lakewood uh, called Duke's Hamburgers. Well, Duke's Hamburgers was owned by John Stamos's uncle. I believe it was his uncle. And John Stamos was the short order cook there. And we used to go in there and eat on like Fridays or one day of the week. We used to go there and get burgers. So we would sit there and he would talk while he was cooking and tell us how he was going for uh, auditions and how he wanted to be a movie star and you know, and a lot of kids talk like that, so that's what we pretty much took it as, and then, sure enough, he, uh, he made it. So, uh, I get a kick out of that. I forget where I was going with the, with my original story. <laughs> Somehow I drug off on, uh, talking about John Stamos. But anyway, uh, now I told you that little story. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this uh, segment of the podcast uh, up. I hope you like the fact that it's not scripted. That's one thing I like doing. I like just sitting here and just talking about whatever comes to mind. There's no script, no notes. All, all every once in a while I'll do something that's based on notes I'll I talk about Disney news or some kind of news item that came up I'll I'll usually make notes to myself so I remember what to talk about so forth but didn't do that today just talking off the cup all right well I'll uh, get back to you from inside the Disneyland Resort I'm uh, inside the park. Got the newsies coming by here on the tram, the trolley. We're gonna turn and come down the street I'm on. I'll let you listen to the music. Pretty cool. I've still never seen them perform the whole thing. I always see them driving by. Our park is not too bad for Saturday. Uh, those of you that are not familiar enough with uh, the fact that the trolley had the newsies on it, uh, I'm the California Adventure. Pretty much anybody listening to this show probably could tell just from the music where I was. Like I say, it's a, it is a beautiful summer day. About maybe 80, 80 degrees or so. And like I say, California Adventure, not too crowded. I got my favorite show going tonight, so I'll... Right now, I'm going to go over to Disneyland and have an early dinner and then come back over for the 605 showing of uh, the Matt Tea Party. 
and I promise not to tape it and play it for you. <laughs> I may tape it, but I won't play it for you. You've heard it enough. All right, well, there's not a lot going on right where I'm at right at the moment. So I'll, uh, like I said, I'll wander over to Disneyland. And I'm going to try to catch the uh, Mickey and the Magical Map show over there. We'll see how crowded it is. I'm afraid on a Saturday it's probably going to be too crowded for me to manage. But we'll see. I'll uh, be back in a few. Alright, I'm just exiting California Adventure. I made the mistake of stopping off at one of the stores. And it had stuff I uh, just had to buy. Jewelry mainly. And uh, just went through the turnstiles there. Got my wife some owl uh, earrings that look pretty cool and a owl necklace. The school that she works at, she's an attendance clerk. The mascot is an owl. So I always look out for owl stuff. And they had some pretty cool ones. It's the same, three of the same set of earrings, but they uh, were different colors, had different colored jewels in them. There's somebody I know from work. <laughs> what are the odds of that? Uh, I was over in uh, off the page store there on uh, Hollywood Boulevard in California Adventure and I noticed they've got a business card holder with the cars logo on it and it's made by Chip Foose. Well, you may not know that name. Uh, he's the car designer from the TV show Overhauling on the Learning Channel. You know, I never understand uh, what they, why they still call that the Learning Channel. I mean, same thing with the History Channel. 90% of the stuff on the History Channel, I mean, uh, Pawn Stars is on the History Channel. <laughs> You're not going to get a lot of history from Pawn Stars. It is fun to watch, though. I think Storage Wars is on the History Channel. That's another one. It's either on the History Channel or the Learning Channel. So I don't think uh, either one of those is very apropos. Okay, well, I have to turn styles here, so I'm going to stop this for a second to get through the turnstiles, and then I'll be back. Well, I'm over here in Tomorrowland, and as per usual, it's the most crowded part of the park, and I'm really not sure why, because Considering how many buildings are over here, you know, there's not a lot of rides. They still got that empty track overhead. It's becoming an eyesore to me. It's time to either do something with that or knock it down. 
And the arcade is a waste of space as far as I'm concerned. That they ought to get rid of that. And there's a lot of empty space over there too. Especially upstairs over the top of Red Rockets, that's all empty. And they ought to use it as a queue for Space Mountain. I don't really get up there much. I can't ride Space Mountain because of my back. So I'm not sure exactly where the queue goes anymore. Ooh. It definitely is in need of some tender loving care. This is where they ought to spend the money next time they decide to do something is over here in Tomorrowland. Because it's starting to look like uh, yesterday land. And I'm not talking about the website either. Although I think that's Yesterland, actually. That's, in case you haven't ever been there, it's one where they have pictures of all the rides that aren't there anymore. It's pretty cool. Right now I'm standing over here next to all of the pin traders, watching them ply their trades. My goodness, these people have a lot of pins. Yeah, I didn't make it over to the Mickey and the Magical Map. I think I'm going to wait and try that during the week. I was talking to one of the cast members, and they said it's pretty crowded. So that sounds like more of a, a ride for a Tuesday. And uh, it's not quite so crowded. A lot of very friendly cast members today here at the park. Even more so than usual. I got about maybe another half hour that I'm gonna head over to the Mad Tea Party and stake out a good spot. Cause I definitely like to like to watch that, as you know. Alrighty, I'm gonna wander in the Little Green Men Store Command. If there's anything good in there to tell you about, I'll be back. I got the All American College Band.
rather in over in front of the castle. I think that's where they're going to put on the performance. Sometimes they do it in front of the train station and sometimes in front of the castle. So. I'm hoping that's where they're going to do it. Sides. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, from colleges and universities across the United States, please welcome the Disneyland Resort 2013 All-American College Band, presented by Yamaha, under the direction of Laura Weiss.
Jersey, July 13, 2013 performance of the college uh, Disneyland College All-Star Band. Right in front of the castle in Disneyland. Let's see now, we're pushing 57 minutes here almost. And it is now about uh, 5.35, so I better head over for the 6.05 uh, performance of the Matt Tea Party. And when that's over, I'll be back to say goodbye. So, uh, pardon me for a moment while I go watch the Matt Tea Party. Well, the Matt Tea Party just uh, ended their first set. It's just about 6.30. The music you hear over there is uh, from the House of Cards stage. The dancers and so forth over there performing. And I came out here to Hollywood Boulevard to find somewhere to sit. Oh, my feet are killing me. It's been almost two months since I've been out here, and uh, my feet are not in Disneyland shape. <laughs> Still a very nice day. Not a cloud in the sky except for the ones painted on the uh, end of the street here on the wall. Oh my goodness. I haven't decided if I'm going to manage the last uh, another set. It'll take me about 35 minutes to wait for the next set. Now, if they were playing different music, it would be more conducive to convincing me to stay, but usually it's at least all but maybe one song the same. Uh, there's a couple band members here that I hadn't seen before. I've seen this Cheshire Cat but I don't think I've seen this drummer or um, March Hare or Dormouse before. And this isn't my favorite Mad Hatter, although he's pretty good. And this uh, Dormouse is not quite as good as pretending to play the guitar as uh, most of the other ones. There's been a couple of times when you could tell he wasn't playing the music. The only one that I know for sure does play is the uh, drummer. Because you can't really fake that. Now I understand the reasoning behind pre-recording the uh, music and the vocals so you get a consistently good show every time so I I can understand that that's kind of the Disney way of doing things and they do make sure that it is the vocals of the person that's out on the stage you can tell that because most of the Mad Hatters have a distinctive voice and like I said this isn't my favorite one my favorite one I'm not sure what his name is but he's the one that does uh, I saw her standing there in his set and I, I very much like that version of the song 
This place has thinned out quite a bit, although Hollywood Boulevard's usually not very crowded, even on a, a busy day. It's not the heaviest traveled place here since they opened Cars Land. Cars Land is by far the most crowded. I noticed that uh, I was looking at the paper and said that California Adventure is drawing like 40% to Disneyland 60% as far as the crowds. And, well, that's a lot better than they were for a while. It was like 90-10, I think, at one time. And I've noticed that uh, they draw a lot better on nights when they're running the Mad Tea Party than they do when they're not. It, this Hollywood Boulevard area is a ghost town when the Mad Tea Party's not there. It's just, once it gets dark, this is, uh, like I say, it's uh, <laughs> it's the Calico Ghost Town, even though it's uh, related to Knott's Berry Farm, not Disneyland. Alrighty, well, I'm going to wrap up this week's show while I'm sitting here resting my feet. Hope you enjoyed the show. We ran just a little over an hour, which is a pretty long show for Podcateer. We've had longer ones, but... This is unedited. All I did was here and there is paused the audio, but didn't edit anything. This is the raw, the raw show. So you got it, warts and all. And like I say, I hope you enjoyed it. So y'all take care of yourselves, and uh, as usual, you have a magical Disney day. So until uh, next time, we'll see you at the park. Podcateer is in no way associated with the Walt Disney Company, or any of its affiliates. Any similarity to living persons, or Disney characters, without satirical purpose, or the act of reviewing a product, or reporting on an event, is entirely coincidental. This podcast is a production of Toys Etc. in Southern California, and is protected by a Creative Commons, share alike 3.0 license. To contact us at Podcateer, please email us at podcateer at earthlink.net. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland has now concluded its normal operating day. Yeah, folks, and me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mickey? Uh-huh? It's that time. Uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, <laughs> Goofy? Oh, oh. Now it's time to say goodnight to all our company. M-I-C. See you real soon. K-E-Y. Why? Because we like you. For your shopping convenience, this evening Main Street will remain open for an additional half hour.